0: Good morning, good afternoon and good evening everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Their Story Matters right here on selfdiscoverymedia.com. I'm your host Sara Troy and my guest today is Jackie Van Campen she used to be with us here as a host and if you go back to past hosts shows you'll see her all her wonderful why shows that she had there but she's taken a different direction in life and led her down a different path which we will discuss but what we are here to discuss today is an article that she wrote that just kind of blew my mind and felt that it couldn't just stay as an article it needed to be addressed and I'm going to read just snippets of it right now and kind of go back to it through the show but it started off like this I grew up up in a country where sexual activity at the age of 12 13 was normalized teen pregnancy and still is a common occurrence by the time i was 12 i was already making out with boys of 15 and 16 by the time i was 13 making out with 23 year old men it was normal for a young woman to date much older men i was making out with 28 year olds but uh, enter the movie Cutie on Netflix and after reading so many posts of distraught women bashing Netflix for the hyper sensuality of children for the way they are, were promoting the show, I decided to watch it for myself and gather my own opinions and this is what we're going to be discussing today. Your opinion on the show. I have to admit I have not watched it. Um, Probably because I'm one of those people who probably be outraged by it. <laughs> um, but you, the whole thing, the way you started that, that sexuality in in so many cultures and places, kids, as soon as they enter the teens, are almost promoted to be sexual, aren't they? Welcome to the show, love. mm mm-hmm.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me here today with you and I'm ready to talk about it.
0: Yes. Yes. I mean, you know, what was it? Go ahead. Oh, no, please go. Yeah, that's fine. Ask a question. Um, Well, you know, why, what promoted you, you know, or prompted you to kind of write this article after seeing the show or, you know, hearing about the show?
1: So... I had seen so many posts of of women just really I don't want to say losing their minds, but they were really upset about, you know, the way that Netflix had promoted the show. And I wasn't sure if it was the show itself. It was just the way Netflix promoted. And I heard other people talk about how it was so much more than just the hypersexualization of children. And so I thought, okay, you know what, I'm just going to go ahead and sit down and watch this thing. So as I was you know, first seen, it starts out, and I'm like, wow, okay, I, I can relate to this. Like, yeah, I've actually experienced
0: mm-hmm.
1: this. I've, I have grew up with these kinds of uh, messages, really. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, okay, you know what? We have the tendency to want to speak on things that we don't have experience on, or we have the tendency to just lash out at things that we haven't really had the time to critically think about. And I felt like, you know what, I want to share my own experience and how some of the things that the movie talked about are things that I experienced myself, things that I had witnessed with other women growing up in, you know, another country. And that's
0: how, that's how it all began. Mm. I have not seen the show. Um, Yeah. How, how sexual is it? The Cutie show?
1: The, sh- the show itself isn't really about sexuality per se in the sense that so so what, what what a lot of people were upset about was was that the way it was filmed, the you know the way it shows young girls, so these are supposedly 11 year olds and the way that they were being portrayed in the show and, and you know how they were showing, uh, you know, body parts that they weren't I necessarily but they were, you know, the way that the, this, the shooting happened and how it revealed so much of themselves and also about how, um, you know, girl as young as 11 are out there, um, you know, trying to get attention by using their bodies by being sex, uh, sexualized themselves. Um, so I think that's what, what was one of the things that was really upsetting to people was just the way that it was done. But the interesting thing is that this movie is um, uh, was done in France, right? Which mm-hmm. my understanding, I've never been to Europe, but my understanding of Europeans is that they're not as, um, they don't tend to be as stuck on sexuality as Americans are. You know, Americans are very prude. very, you know, uh, the way they, they think about sexuality. Is, but but the interesting thing is, like, America is, has the number one, uh, the porn industry is billions of dollars, right?
0: 100 and billion, $150 billion a year worldwide, the sex industry. Yeah, that was three or yeah. four years ago, so God knows what it is now.
1: And America is one of the highest the country, the highest that, uh, in, in the porn industry. So I find it interesting that even though we Americans have this tendency to want to cover things up and not talk about it, but it, but then yet you look at uh, social media and what mm-hmm. are girls doing? They're you know showing their bodies. They're and and so there is this mixed message about uh, what women want to talk about how they're talking about it, but at the same time, what's really happening. Mm. And, uh, and I grew up in Brazil, um, Latin country, very, uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with the body. Right. <laughs> you show the body as much as you can. And I mean, there is a lot of hypersexualization sexualization of, of children, uh, yet there's not, uh, and there's a lot of competition too, between women. And I find it interesting too, because it also has to do with socioeconomics. Mm-hmm. Um, and women at the time when I was growing up and before, you know, women didn't really have a lot. I mean, women worked, but it wasn't very common. A lot of women stayed home and they were raising families and, um, and so a lot of women depended on men to mm-hmm. s- to be supported and so I grew up in a household where my mom uh, was 16 16 years younger than my stepdad mm. and she was also 16 16 years younger than my own father um, and so th- and there wasn't anything that was uncommon about that right. a lot of women a lot of young women dated older men because of this security need to like security
0: mm-hmm.
1: and so it wasn't anything that people thought anything wrong about it you
0: know? yeah. Old patterning, you know, we don't think it's wrong until we know there's new patterning that's perhaps better, right? Yes, yeah. And, you know, um, it was also very much a, a culture of yesteryear of to marry young. Right. As you said, not many, many women went into careers or if they did, it's like, well, your clock is ticking. You know, when are you going to give up your career and get married? And if you were like 25 and you hadn't got married yet, you were an old, you know, an old bag or a spinster. And uh, it it was almost kind of as the teenage years, a girl discovering her own feminine prowess, her own sexuality, but also knowing this was the way of who to attract and how to attract a man isn't it and it's it's sad that we have to look at that it has to be the peacock type feather thing to attract a guy rather than the guy looking at your your character your mind you know your intellect and wanting to look at that as sexy rather than just the body which i think in a lot of aspects is slowly changing over now where Mm -hmm. you know people are more intrigued with who you are what you're doing in the world um and yes you know a sexy body is is a bonus but it's not the forefront which i'm praying i might be delusional but i'm praying that is the way that it's going um but you know what you're talking about is very much the way it was for probably thousands of years right Mm -hmm. girls were married off basically once they had their first period they were considered baby makers now and they were married off very very early
1: yeah I mean that still happens in yeah. many cultures. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yes,
0: yeah, and talking that.
1: about and even talking about you know back going back to the socioeconomic uh, situation too is like if you look at other countries, um, you know, Middle East for example, right? And again, like this is I'm I'm talking I don't have I've never studied it necessarily, but you know just from hearing observation, you know, how, you know, you know, I work with uh, women for women international. And, you know, mm-hmm. one of the things that they teach is, they go into these war-torn countries and they help women um, learn how to create their own businesses, right, so they can mm-hmm. become self sufficient. And then they realized, wait, we can't just work with the women, we have to work with the men as well. Because if the women don't have the support of the men, doesn't matter, you yes. know. And so, if you look at these countries where th- these types of things is still very common, um, you see that you know a lot of girls get married off young because you know families don't have the means to support them, and so they sell off their own children.
0: Yes, you know. Uh,
1: and 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 so we we hear, and I'm speaking in you know American from America's standpoint because that's where I live. We don't. We, we tend to want to be the saviors of the world, right? Mm-hmm. We're like, you got to go out and save the children or save this or save that. But we don't have an understanding of culture, mm-hmm. how it operates in other countries. We don't understand that when we choose to buy our iPhones or buy in our, our, whatever it is here, you know, that's mass produced in China or that's mass produced in the, you know, Vietnam or the Philippines or whatever it is, right? We don't understand that even that is contributing to the problems we see today. You know, we're so about like my immediate gratification. Mm-hmm. I want to save everything. I want to save the world, but I'm not willing to give up my right. gratification. If that's, you know, and it even like coming back to the children of the border, right? Mm-hmm. Children who are in cages right now. No one talks about that. Let's talk about all the other children, yes. but let's not talk about the children who are, incarcerated right now you know who are being sexually abused yes uh A damage by, beyond beyond repair you know, by for eyes. many of them for many exactly them. yeah exactly yeah
0: Yeah. so
1: that's why i feel kind of like you know we have we we, we love the idealization yes
0: so where's the reality exactly <laughs> yeah yeah and and you know i mean it's it's yes look at the border look at what's happening to this family they've been there three or four years now and mm-hmm. uh, you know, I did see um, a while back of uh, one child that the parents managed to, to get their child back. The child wouldn't even go to the mother's arms. Oh, the child was so traumatized, chill. you know, and the mother was like, yeah. what's happened to my child? And that child was legally coming over with the grandmother to come to the mother and and they held the child. I don't know what they did with the grandmother. I think they just sent her back, but held the child, you know, if this was happening in another country america would be outraged but happening in their own country la 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 i don't want to know right oh they're just mexicans who cares they're human beings they're children they're innocent souls and you are just treating them like garbage and it is it is um a fact that many of them have been filtered off into the sex trade um and it Having done a few shows on that, it always gets my goat completely because the people that are complicit behind that are judges, are lawyers, are people in political power, Mm -hmm. um, are people that can buy their way out of things. And these poor women and young boys do not stand a chance. And, you know, people think it's only the poor people, but they're soliciting rich kids as well, sometimes just for ransom, but also because they can get a higher price for them in another Part of the world, and so for us to turn our back on any of this is is a disgrace because it's only when all of our voices, you know, come together, we're seeing it with the Me Too movement, we're seeing it with Black Lives Matter, we're seeing it with the the environment. We need to be singing this loud and clear on the sexual exploitation of children, and uh, and that starts with the border, right? That starts with the border Those children need to be let in to their families and they need support for the rest of their lives because they're going to be traumatized for the rest of their lives for what's being done to them so i think that's probably you yes. know maybe also a, a, a smidgen of why this cutie movie and the, you know the exploitation of it is we have so much pedophilia in north america and it's around the world but north america in particular and to see something like this is just feeding them even more. And they, some of them literally do not have control. That's just the way they're wired. And, uh, and, and they're never going to be cured of it. You know, some people it's maybe something else, I don't know. But oh, yeah, uh, it, I saw the, the preview of it. And it's like, let the child be a child for as long as the child can be. This sexual game. Of woman and man, the peacock game is big enough when they get older uh, and let them be in the right frame of mind of who they are and their own intellect and their ownership of their own person before that exploit you know exploitation of their sensuality is there, otherwise it just turns into abuse yeah I think I mean and and the thing too is like we have to look at
1: you know beyond just um how we, you know, the, the, what social media is presenting, what magazines are presenting, what singers are presenting or whatever it is. Right. I mean, we also have to look at um, family situations. Mm -hmm. I mean, like I was sexually abused as a child um, at the age of four and. By family member. You know, at the time, my, was a friend of the family. Mm -hmm. Um, And at the time it was kind of like, you know, my mom was young. She had me when she was 18 and, you know, she, I don't know, like no one, no one, I, it was it happened in a house where there was a lot of people, but no one seems, so I don't know if anybody saw it or they didn't see it because it was, you know, he took me into a bathroom, but it, but I, I can't help but think about like, did he do that to his own kids?
0: Did he do that yeah. to his nieces who lived with him? Yeah. You know? Um, and so. And also, you know, not, what kind of person? does that to a four-year-old how can a person look at you as a sexual object at the age of four I know
1: yeah and then it happened again when I was 10 with a different man so it's like you know and, and these things are happening you know, we think it's like some kind of like I'm sure there are you know kidnappings and all these different things but a lot of it is happening right. close to home yes you know yes
0: Yes, the, the um, uncle, the brother, the cousin, mm-hmm. the neighbor, you know, even the boss. You know, yeah, it's uh, again, having done so many shows on that, it it's, has been astonishing to me of how many women have said they were sexually abused and the mother, you know, either by the father, the uncle, grandfather and how the mother turned the cheek because didn't want to upset Mm -hmm. anything because that meant upsetting the security of the home and where would she go? How could she afford it? So she just had to turn a blind eye to it. And it's, you know, for me, if I saw that, something would be cut off immediately. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't stand for that at all. But, you know, for a lot of people, because they've been told they have no power, Mm -hmm. you know, for them to stand up against the abuser, if the abuser is either a family friend or a relative or the father of themselves it's uh, they they've never been out there self-sufficient or been told they're enough to stand on their own and so they turn the other cheek and then then this child carries this for the rest of their lives like you have yeah
1: yeah a lot of a lot of therapy <laughs> yes yes a lot of healing work <laughs>
0: yeah i mean i was raped at 14 and uh, up until then, I actually didn't even know what a virgin was until I realised I'd lost it. Um, and it was, uh, it was a, a neighbour, and uh, but I just I didn't say anything because I felt ashamed. Mm-hmm. I didn't really quite understand what had happened to me, and uh, you know it's, it what it did. I think it sent me at the age of sixteen. I had my first, you know, full time boyfriend. And but I was also in the 70s where, you know, oh, don't be so hung up on sex, you know, uh, more liberation. And I actually really did think that the, the sexual interaction was actually meant that somebody did love you because I had no oh, yeah. sexual education whatsoever. Right. And that that interaction meant that yes. they loved you, even if it was 30 seconds. You know? so it's yeah. Down more of a promiscuous road. But was because I was seeking that love. I was seeking to be accepted and it seemed to be, they could only accept you if they accepted your body. And so it put me down in that mindset for a while until I pulled myself out of it. And for no others, I'm so much more than this, but you have to get to that stage. Don't you? When you go, I am more than this body, you know, see me, see me, but we have to see ourselves first. Don't we?
1: We do. We do. And, and it's um, interesting that you say that because I, when I when I said I was making out, you know, at the age of thirteen, I'm making out with a twenty three year old man. Uh, it was that, and I don't know. Like I'm, I'm still not sure if it was a consequence of being sexually abused, and the need to uh, all of a sudden now need attention from older, mm-hmm. you know, older men, or if it was just I don't know. I I'm not exactly sure. But but there was this craving that I yeah. had, like. I'm validated. My worth as a human being is validated when I can make someone fall for me, when I can use myself Mm -hmm. to, you know, attract this person in that way. I know I'm loved. Yes. And for my whole teen years was like that always, like always craving that. I mean, like, it's funny. I tell my kids, I'm like, I'll tell you, I was never into drugs, but man, boys were my drugs. Yeah. You know, that, that, attention, craving for attention. Like I need to feel like I'm loved Mm -hmm. and this is how I feel loved until, you know, one day uh, after my first marriage, I was like, what the hell am I doing? You know, like what, why do I keep placing my happiness on these, uh, these men, you know, wanting them to love me so I can feel worthy of myself. And that's when I went through, you know, after my, my divorce, I went through this whole, journey of self-love like okay what does it look like for me to love myself without and and not needing all this outside validation to to know that I'm worthy of being here and you know it's been a 20 some year journey you know that I'm still learning things about myself and still working through things and but wow and And and, you know I have three daughters right Uh, you don't
0: want them repeating the same pattern I was just gonna say I have three (laughs)
1: no and you know i i see some of those things in you know a couple of my kids and i'm just okay i, I see it you know like it would, but now unlike m- when i was growing up and not being able to talk to my mom about this probably because she didn't know it either right yes uh but being able to, to have open dialogue with my children i think that's what has that's what's made the biggest difference mm-hmm. you know and who who I was as a child versus who I am as a mom and being able to offer that to my
0: girls. Yeah, yes. Um, I have two daughters as well and it, um, I remember actually telling them in their, in their other kind of high teens that I had been raped when I was young and it horrified them. And I said, the reason I'm telling you this is that I don't want it happening to you. I, and I want you to understand that it's great to have all this attention from boys. Right. But don't put yourself in a position where you can't get out of it. And, you know, be aware of it. And um, I know my younger child, most definitely, you know, she's she's a, a deep thinker. She's a social worker for here. You know, she's uh, holds everybody accountable for anything. So, you know, I think most guys were scared of her. She's happily married and expecting right now. Um, so but the other one is was more of the butterfly. And she has, you know, she travels a great deal and she's a free spirit and a lot of people misconstrued what the free spirit is because that was me i was a total free spirit i don't care what sex you are i'm going to enjoy the conversation with you because i want to have a conversation with you this isn't a come on Right. This is just a conversation. It's not an invitation <laughs> and I am 100% single right now and who knows if I'll ever meet anyone but it, it, it's still hard just for guys to, to, you know, for me to have just a conversation with them and it's not an invitation and I think that where the education, as you said before, has to come over to the guys. You know, like guys, a girl being flirty or, you know, uh, dressing sexy is not an invitation. She may be saying, yes, look at me, but it's get to know me, not, you know, backseat of the car. You know, this is get to know who she is. Her sensuality is more than just what she looks like physically. It's in her womanhood. It's the way she looks at life. It's in her intellect. Know the whole package and... There was a guy I interviewed out of Sweden who started a group called Womananity and it's helping Middle East women have their own company so they don't have to marry young and they can support their children, they're not beholden to the men and they started a radio um, network, a radio station where it was just women. You know, Arab women speaking to Arab women. He said, "And we've only got forty percent male listenerships." I said, "You've got forty percent male listenerships. Do you know how big that is? That means forty percent of these men are being educated by listening to the women and the women stating what they want from a man, right?" right. I think it's mind blowing, but we need more of that, don't we? We need, yeah. you know, we ba- we bash the men. But all the men are doing is following the pattern of their forefathers. So, you know, with the Me Too movement is, no, I'm sorry, this is not acceptable anymore. Those days are gone. You've got to, as they say, keep it in your pants and start looking into her eyes, (laughs) not the boobs. (laughs) (laughs) So in a lot of ways, there isn't that excuse there anymore because we do know better. And we should know better. And there is so much available for us to know better in order to protect our children, in order to look at ourselves. No blame, no shame, but educate all the same. Yes. Oh, I like that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> educate all the same.
0: Yes. Yeah. We're in that transition, aren't we? You know, of, yeah. you know, um, why can't we dress centrally and be central sexual women? Without men looking upon it as, a, you know, as an invitation, why is it that we have to shrink down and not get noticed physically in order to be noticed intellectually? Right, that is not the way it's meant to be. And we need to step into that beautiful empowerment of our sensuality.
1: Yeah, I find it. I find it kind of sad too because my, I have a. 15 year old and she often tells me how she feels uncomfortable, you know, just going around the neighborhood and on her skateboard because she's always afraid that, you know, a man's gonna approach her or, you know, she's gonna get catcalled, called. And so it's just like there's this at fifteen, she's dealing with that kind of fear, which I find it it's interesting to me because like growing up in Brazil was like completely opposite where yeah. It was so normal, it was so common to be catcalled, but yet there was that sense of discomfort. Like I remember many times crossing the street if I saw a group of men just hanging out, like I would cross the street or go around the block just so I wouldn't have to pass Mm -hmm. by them to, So I wouldn't feel the discomfort of being looked at as a sex object, right? Um, And so I think there is now with the Me Too movement and women really being more willing to educate themselves, but also honor themselves. Because I think it kind of goes back to that like, I need to honor myself first. Yes. Right? Because if I know my worth and if I know that um, the physical part of myself is just one aspect of who I am, you know, then I have more uh courage I think really to call somebody out on something that makes me feel uncomfortable yeah and I think women are learning that in a way that you know it it's they're they're being more vocal about in the relationship of what they want for men and I think men are also learning it's it's like a two-way Type of thing, like you said, they they they've come from this mentality of what they learned in the past, you know. And women who I don't have sons, so I don't know what it's like to raise boys, but you know, women are out there raising boys, and so you know, if you're a woman, self like teaching your sons to rate to to value women in a way that it's way more than just their physical appearance, right? So. Yeah. I mean, I think we're right now where we are. We're like in the
0: middle of yes. change. We are, we're <laughs> in the middle of the shift on many levels on many many levels right now i mean the universe uh, gave me a saying about three years ago you know the universe is to shake us up to wake us up for us to step up and change it up and that's not just to do with the environment or the me too movement or black lives matter or politically it is everything it's just saying you know human beings the way you're going it's pure destruction and you're just going to have Mm -hmm. to change your ways all across the board and and i think it it is a you know the COVID has been a great time for many people to stop and reflect you know reflect is this working for me you know do i want to continue down this path is this a time to review and renew and i think it's a great time for us to stop and pause and really look at our lives and going do i like who i am where i am and what i'm doing what can i do you know, to embed myself, man or woman. And, you know, a huge big word that's come out as a leading mantra is kindness. Kindness mm-hmm. towards yourself and kindness towards others because it opens up a total different chakra, a total different energy when you choose to be kind to other people. And that means to you too, because you find so many things that you've been beating yourself up for. You just throw a blanket of kindness on there and go, That's what you knew at that time. Don't beat yourself up, you know better now. Be kind to oneself, right? So I think we're in that healing stage, aren't we? We know what's wrong, but how do we put it right? And we're in that inquiry right now of how to put it right. And so let's be kind and caring towards one another, not bashing towards ourselves or each other. Yeah, uh, and well, It's, I,
1: I, have lived in this country for 27 years now. Um, and I don't think I've ever seen, I mean, I, I know it at other times it has been this way, but in my lifetime of living here, I've never seen anything quite like what's happening today. Yeah. Yeah. And in the division that's created and it's like, sometimes that I even know, like I, I feel it to me, what it feels like is there's like multiple realities. People's realities are all clashing into each other because sometimes I feel like, how can you not see this or how right. can you, and
0: it's mind boggling. <laughs> yes. I, I mean, it's, uh, you know, people will yeah, oh, uh, we'll just one moment mention Trump where they've done some surveys with people who are followers and they've pointed out things that he said. And, and, you know, played it back to them and go, what do you well, No, 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 it's wrong. No, he shouldn't have said that. No, that's immoral. He shouldn't have said that. So are you still voting for him? Yes. I, I don't get it. <laughs> Seriously, don't get it. You took disagree with what he did, how he said it, what he's doing, but you will still vote for him. And it's this is where I think, you know, we, we are looking at, you know, the, the Pied Piper and the cult type mentality there. And a lot mm-hmm. of that is, well, if if I give it all up to him. I can blame him if it goes wrong and take no accountability myself. And I think for a lot of people taking accountability and responsibility for our own choices is a hard thing for them to do.
1: That is absolutely true. And I think because people confuse taking responsibility with being a a bad person, right? Like, Oh, if something happened and I did this, then, I, therefore, I am a bad person, and people don't like that uh, belief or or feeling that they're bad, right? And so um, yeah, it's it's so much easier to just place blame elsewhere. that it's kind of like I was saying earlier. I mean like sure, I want to go buy my you know my less the latest version of my of this new iPhone, but I don't take the time to think about, you know, mm. who are the people making these products, you know, what's happening? And those countries, you know, what kind of conditions are they working in? Because,
0: hey, you know, like out of sight, out of mind, right? It's like, yeah. And this whole thing of being, let's make it in America. Okay. Make it in America. Fair wages. Fair wages. Exactly. Suddenly your iPhone at $700 is $1,700. Okay. Be prepared to pay that. You won't be so disposable with it. You'll make it last at that price, right? Because you will appreciate it. Appreciation. And gratitude seems to be something that's fr- being thrown out. Wow.
1: Yes, that is so true. Yeah. It's funny too, because people talk about appreciation and, and being grateful, but it feels so superficial. You know, I don't think people were really taking the time to, uh, yeah, we are a very disposable society.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you say gratitude, but you won't be the gratitude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I think this is where we, we do see younger women kind of being exploited because it's that same almost entitlement. It's, uh, it's that same um, opulence in many ways of thinking that, you know, I'm entitled to have that. Well, she wore that sexy. She clearly wants me you know and it's it, you know <laughs> ego um you know she smiled at me oh she's all into me you know and it's like have we got to go around with a bubble <laughs> around ourselves no you know it's uh, this is again not the invitation this is you to appreciate the beautiful piece of art she is but do you go and buy the art the moment you see it, did you do appreciate it? Right? You, you know, it's, it's not there to go and hang on your wall, right? So, a lot has to change, and a lot of I think again appreciation for each other and mm-hmm. for the things that we go through in, in making who we are today and becoming who we are today. Nobody gets to be who they are without going through the process and the journey. Yeah, yeah. It
1: takes. It takes. It takes respect. It- like we were talking about responsibility earlier, it does take responsibility, uh, you being responsible for your own happiness, right? In your own life, in your own healing. Um, and what you, how you show up in the world. Yeah. You know, are yeah. you showing up in the world as someone who's contributing to the chaos or are you showing up in the world as someone who's contributing to, you know, the expansion of humanity and, yeah. Sometimes I wonder sometimes about myself too. Like, how am I showing up in the world? You know, am I creating chaos or, and sometimes I have to pull back a little bit and and be like, okay, am I, you know, am I listening to everything out there, but forgetting what's in here? Yes. You know, yeah, yeah. and uh, not, not really paying attention uh, to the calling within. So it's living, I think living in this society today is with the influence of social media, with the influence of, I mean, information is misinformation and information is coming to you all so rapidly. It's, it's called saturation.
0: Oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> yes. <laughs> enough <laughs> yes you know where do we have time to think for ourselves deduce for ourselves you know again that's where the pause comes in but you know you're saying that you know you don't know what you're contributing i'm just going to let everybody know what you have contributed a you had shows on here which is going to be on your posting so people can go back and listen to them but also you're an author of letters to my daughter a mother's journey of healing and transformation a co-author, a co-author on uh, miracles momentum and manifestation Uh, Unleashing the Secret Powers of Having a Life You Desire and uh, The Little uh, Black Book of Fitness, and an album titled Jackie Campbell's Soulful Expression, uh, which has debuted 10 on Amazon and has touched many people, and the fact that you're a medium, a direct channeler, and an energy healer and a motivational speaker, and founder of the Wise Hearts Within. So you know you're you're more than contributing out there. Love you more than doing your thing to change lives. So um, let's let's not worry about that. Um, but even though you're doing all of that, it, it gives you that roundness to be able to look at something, not just from one face, but able to look at it from other perspectives as well. And it, even you, knowing how to to use the energy and how to use the healing, you still know it's always a work in process, isn't it?
1: Oh, yes. Yeah. I think that we, uh, it's arrogant to think that because we've arrived at a certain uh, you know, start the space in our lives or we healed something that we're done, Right, you know, and it's, it's like, as long as you're breathing, Mm -hmm. there's still more to, to learn about yourself. There's still more to evolve because that's the thing, like we're constantly evolving. Yeah. And I believe too, that my evolution and my healing isn't just for me, you know, it's, it's for my children. It's for my, my mother, who's not here anymore. It's for my grandmother. It's for you know, my grandchildren. And it's, it's to think that I'm living this life just for myself. Yeah. Um, it's pure arrogance. You know, I'm here to learn for myself, but I'm also here to, um, and and the word help to me kind of sometimes feels a little, I don't know, arrogant, but, but I'm really here to, to show other people, you know, that you can you can't have a happy life, you know, despite all the stuff that goes on, you can still choose joy, you know, you can still choose kindness, you can still choose, uh, you know, love, and you can still choose light and all these different things. And yeah, it doesn't mean just because you choose all of that, or because you heal something that you're not going to, you know, have an issue in your life again, it's that you have the ability now to perceive and have a different
0: perspective about things that happen
1: to you, with you, around you.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, you've got a, you've got a pack pack of skills and tools now. So, you know, when you're, when you come face to face with something, you now literally have the tools and the knowledge to use it. And if, if that isn't enough, you know, whom to go to. Because, you know, this is another thing (laughs) we, you know, it's, yes, we're walking this path on our own, but along this path are people all aligned that have skills and tools and wisdom to share with you. And if you meet somebody along that line or you're drawn to a podcast, you're drawn to, to an article, you're drawn to it because it speaks to something you need to address at that time. Says so stop and address it. That's what that coach, that counselor, that person is there for. They've got an answer for you at the time on this particular journey of your life. But nobody can walk this journey for you. There is a show out now called Brave New World, and it's a it's a world where there is no family, no relationships, everybody is just with each other, and they pop a pill to make them happy all the time. Right? And it's like, oh, wouldn't we love that? I, you know, I don't have to worry about a thing, just pop a pill. But it's showing how that's wearing off <laughs> and people are beginning to feel suicidal. <laughs> you <know? laughs> so, you know, there is no popping a pill. You know, what? where if you want peace and joy, it is facing what you have to face. Strength, courage, those inner ability to overcome and go through and then be a beautiful person on the other side. That is where you want to be. That's the magic pill. Ooh, Yes amen to all of that (laughs) (laughs) a a, a lot of it is perception isn't it as you you know as we talked about the chaos i call it the hysteria that's going on right now you know the saturation blah 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 and it can really depress you you know you're you're an empath as well you know i am and it's been it's it's really taken some heavy physicality to push that away and not take it on because i'm feeling the the Disglobulation of everybody that's out there right now. Um, But we have to go and then put ourselves in a space, in a place that we know that will nurture us and re-energize us and calm us Mm -hmm. because otherwise it's too easy to get caught up in the whirlwind, isn't it? Yeah.
1: And, you know, that that happened to me earlier this year, um, especially after uh, the death of George Floyd. And I was feeling so much anger and I was like, can't believe, you know, we're 2020, we're still yeah. dealing with it. I mean, like, I was so I, I was so I had an experience that loved this level of anger. in so long, like, I developed this pain on my shoulder, I had to see, you know, a therapist, I had to see a massage there. I mean, like, it was crazy. And then finally, after a while, I thought, you know what, I need to kind of take a step back and really think for myself, you know, like, what is really important here for me, Like I'm, I'm out here listening to everybody else's opinions about everything that's happening. Like I need to come back here because I know that my, my, my business is called wise heart within, like, why am I not listening to my own wisdom? Exactly. So I had to take a break from social media. I had to kind of come back to myself and my center. And I thought, okay, you know, it is, there is a place and time for anger. I'm not saying like there isn't, I think there is the time and place for a range. You know, you have, sometimes you have to have that in order to get things moving, but that's not an energy that really is uh, transformative. You know, it creates change, but doesn't transform. Right. And so I felt like, what, what, what do I choose? How do I choose to show up in the world that's actually going to bring, you know, in the long term, not just immediate change, but in the long term, like, what do I, how do I want to see the world? You know, how do I want to participate in this world? And yeah, I really had to kind of come back to myself and, and I'm like, okay, I am a someone who channels, you know, for love. So I need to come back to that. That's how my contribution is going to be Yes. to shifting the energy in the world.
0: Yeah. And, and people don't understand that and about so, energy, is it? Sending ooh, it out the love. But I had to be there. Yeah yeah i I'm, I'm, i understand what you mean i mean if, if a few weeks ago i had to do a show of ranting rave and i said i'm you know because yeah. i do my own show every week too and it's like i'm sorry this is a rant and rave i've got to get it off my chest i have to spend it you know i'm just like so i need to get it off the chest And normally whatever i address i was produce a solution to and i still did in this one but it was you know kind of getting it out there and we do we de- do need to look at something of how to express that rage without that rage becoming all uh, consuming and stopping Mm. any form of creativity you know to resolve it and it's like as you said sending out the love people don't understand sending out energetic love is something you don't see maybe another person has no idea where it comes from but it elevates the frequency It elevates the entire uh, vibration that we are needing to raise up right now. It is imperative that we rise up to this higher level of vibration because we're literally killing the planet with it and we're killing ourselves with all this hate and discord. So don't feel guilty for going into love because that love is the healing that we all need definitely a lesson I had to learn yes I I hear you I said the rage is then and I've got to go back into what what we you know what is the contribution that is going to be the solution and feed that but you know now and again you do have to kind of let it out otherwise you will combust and um, it's only human to react against such Mm -hmm. atrocities that we're seeing there and you know I have another new word of actionism is the new activism Activism is shouting about it, actionism is doing something about it. And it's Ooh, pe- that's peaceful amazing, protestant. I love that. <laughs> peaceful protesting, you know, uh, the intolerance, holding people accountable, millions of letters being written to the police force or to the government or to this, to that. There are ways we can take action, and we can do it without the hate, we can do it without the pitchforks, we can certainly do it without the guns. We can do it with a higher level of love, accountability, compassion. And that's, I think that's right now, America is needing compassion. It's needing compassion for, because all the people that are in the hate rhetoric are obviously hating something within themselves and their own lives.
1: Hmm.
0: So yes. let's, let's help heal them. Let's send them love so they can face whatever their own demons are. And find that love and the courage and the strength to come out of it. And for those that won't, we can't help them. Because you can only help those that are willing to help themselves. Just send them love. That's yes, it. That's send them so love. true. That is yeah. so true. Everybody has to be ready, right? Ready to take the journey.
1: That's a lesson. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's a lesson I had to learn too, like, Jackie, you're not here to like tell people what to do or change their minds. You came here to be you and you came here to be the love that you came here to be. So be that. And, you know, it's, it's arrogant for me to think that I'm here to save people. You know, that's not my job. My job is to be me. And, you know, through that expression of, the highest part of myself, you know, that expression of whether you call it God or source or whatever, you know, like I get to be that channel for that to come through me and in that being myself in that way, you know, then I can affect the people who are looking for Mm. also being themselves. So whew, that, was, that was a lesson to learn. Let me tell
0: you. Yeah, and of course, we do want to fix people and we get attracted <laughs> to broken people because we're wanting to fix people. And what we did it is is, no, fix yourself because in that radiance of your own self-love, it will transcend out and, and touch other people and show other people, well, if she can, I can. And then be the love that they're needing with, with the tools and the wisdom that are on the way because you can guide people right? You can even teach people new skills, but you can't be their love. You can just show them how to love themselves by the example of how you love yourself. Yes.
1: Beautifully said.
0: (laughs) Imagine if we all stepped into self-love where we would be right now. Imagine.
1: Well, not here, but, (laughs) but it's, it's one of those things too, right? Because uh, it's a pendulum and I yes. always think about how you know sometimes we go so far one side then we go so far the other side and then we come back to the center yeah. and I feel that's what's happening yes. right now it's like and now we're kind of like trying to come back to this middle ground and uh, we are learning learning how to do that. And, and, and sometimes it takes, it happens through these breaking down of systems, right? Yes. So breaking down systems within breaking down systems without, you know, because you don't find that self-love without going through the shadow Right. right, the you disruption go, you don't do it through just yeah. no. smiling, no, the disruption exactly,
0: yeah, so. yeah, you know, high glass disruption, and it's painful, it how is painful. Thing. I mean, it's like house cleaning, <laughs> you know, it's like you feel so good afterwards, but during it, god, how did I accumulate so much mess? You know, so look upon it as housekeeping, you know, house cleaning and housekeeping because you know, messes will still find a way to, to be a mess if we don't keep housekeeping, so we've got to look at our own house keeping with our own, our own hearts, souls, and spirits, don't we?
1: I like that. That's, that's great.
0: How do people get hold of you now? And what are you doing? What services are you offering?
1: So I uh, I do intuitive readings and I do direct channeling. So I invite, you know, their guides and my own guides, my beings of light. And I actually use my uh, my voice, my body, you know, to let the, the spirits come through me and channel through me. So I do uh, that. Um, I do mediumship, so, you know, people who lost loved ones, I am that bridge for people to connect mm-hmm. with, you know, someone who they lost, um, and um, I'm in the process of actually starting to write in a, a new book, which I'm very excited about, because mm-hmm. it's been a long time, um, and so you can find me, I have a, a website, it's Jackie, J-A-C-K-I-E, Van Kampen, uh, com, and that's where you can find uh, there's a downloadable audio meditation there to act you know to tap into your love energy um so there's information there i also have another website uh it's wiseheartwithin.com and i have more services there too as well um and i'm i'm on facebook just jackie uh borrows b-a-r-r-o-s, B-A-R-R-O-S uh, van campen um you can find me there as well. I deleted my, my, my Twitter account just because I can't stand
0: to it. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: I mean, you know, some of them is like, um, you know, why are you allowing, but yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, life is an algorithm, isn't it? And it's what we attract. You know, what we put out is, you know, what we attract, what we attract is what we put out and, uh, and we have to be mindful. But most importantly, we need to be heart and soulful because if we're not coming from our hearts, we're going to have confused minds. So tapping into our heart is very important, isn't it? I don't know if you froze there for a moment. So I'm not sure if you heard that. Yes, Tapping that's into our is, heart.
1: You know, that's, that was your first brain. Yes. Oh, y- yeah. Yes. It was your first brain. Yeah. Now I was just going to say, you know, the heart was the, the first, the first organ, right? It's the first brain, so.
0: And the heart <laughs> and soul have their own things. intellect. They have a divine intellect, an intellect far more yes. superior than our mind, right? So, you know, it's absolutely. It's the soul wisdom to the heart knowledge to the spirit action into the mind knowing what it needs to know when it needs to know it. So, yeah. So open up to it. So if you want a reading or you need to speak to a loved one or you're just needing some kind of guidance and help along the way, Jackie mm-hmm. is there for you. Jackievancampen.com, and uh, you can reach out to her there. And then here on selfdiscoverymedia.com, just put in Jackie van Campen. All of her shows that she did here before will be there. Plenty of wisdom there as well and you know thanks so much uh, jackie you know when i saw that article which is here on the blog you know it was something that really kind of caught me because it's so many people's stories and it's um we're brought up to be ashamed of it and no we, we were living in um we were living in that now and we realize that now is not not a good now for anybody and so the only way we can rectify something is to recognize there's a problem right yes, and uh, absolutely. The, and so there's no shame and blame on you you were um, a victim of the, of uh, the society's circumstance so what we have to look at and go no this can't be accepted uh, acceptable anymore in the future for anyone right Exactly. Yes. thanks so much for sharing with us here today love thank you.
1: i appreciate the time thank you <laughs>
0: <laughs> i appreciate the, the article and the candor so take care of yourself and to everyone else out there remember mm-hmm. what we put out is what people perceive put out the love and self-confidence of oneself because you've been willing to take the journey and that is what you will attract until next time bye for now we hope you enjoyed the show we look forward to bringing you more shows please go to selfdiscoverymedia.com shows and you will see the incredible lineup of genres and shows that we have for you we are here to make a difference in your life thank you for listening